This is Susanna Hills Podcast. We hope this message becomes a revelation in your heart and will encourage you to live a Christ-centered life. Thanks for checking out our podcast. Here's today's message. Great, let's pray. Jesus, we want to thank you that you are good. Thank you for this word. Holy Spirit, we invite you to come and speak to us and come and minister to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, my prayer is that in this season and in this series, your gifts and the gifts that God has put in you will be unlocked. If you've got your book, I want to encourage you, you can go to page um, eight to write notes for today. And in page nine, at page nine, you'll be able to find the place where you're going to be able to make notes in your small group for the midweek message. I believe that this is a life transforming opportunity for you and me. As you and I discover our gifts, these superpowers given by God, divinely given by God, we're going to bring God glory with our lives. And if you've not yet got a book, you're welcome to get one. Let's go to Romans chapter 12, verse 6. To eight, and I'm so excited about today. This is, I'm, be, I'm going to be sharing about two of the Romans 12 gifts. These are motivational gifts. Remember, 1 Corinthians 12 are the manifestation gifts. Ephesians 4 are the ministry gifts. And these are the motivational gifts. Romans chapter 12, verse 6 to 8 says, If uh, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. These gifts are grace gifts. It says, if your gift is serving, then serve. It says, if it is to show mercy, this is in verse, this is, then it says, do so cheerfully. God wants you and me to show mercy and he wants us to serve. But some people have these gifts more prevalent than others. Some people really, really are amazing when it comes to, to literally serving, the gift of service and the gift of showing mercy. And the, 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 the Bible is actually amazing. It, it actually encourages us to serve when you have the gift of service. And then when it comes to mercy, because I believe mercy needs a lot of joy because the joy of the Lord is our strength. And mercy we're gonna to see today is an absolute people focused. It's an opportunity to be such a blessing and to go above and beyond. I believe it's a supernatural reality. And people that, that show mercy, they need to do that cheerfully with the strength that God provides. I love this, that the fact that all of us have gifts. Now, if you are with someone, say, tell, to the person, tell the person next to you, you also have gifts. All of us have gifts. And you and I all need to grow in these gifts. We need to be strengthened in these gifts so that we can bring glory to God. And so today we're going to look at those two, those two specific gifts. It's the gift of service and the gift of mercy, like I said. So if you just, just had to think, what, if, have you done the gift assessment? Because we, we actually made this amazing gift assessment available. If you've not yet done it, I want to encourage you to do it. But if you've done the gift assessment, I want to ask you, is service and mercy in your top three? Now, if it is in your top three, I, in, I, really, I really admire you. And um, you are one of my heroes because I believe that the world has changed through people that have a heart to serve. Because that's how Jesus came to change the world. And people that show kindness and mercy to those in need. These are some of my weaker, my lower gifts personally. I've got some other gifts that are stronger, but these are some lower ones in the seven. And uh, I, I just, I'm so grateful for Marie. Marie's stronger in these two gifts. And I know many people, some of my closest friends are amazingly strong in these two gifts. So let's look at these two gifts, what they are, and then we're going to look at Christ and we're going to be enlarged. I believe God wants to do something supernatural right now. So the first thing about these gifts is, let's look at the gift of service. The gift of service, service is getting involved in practical tasks that need doing. Service is getting involved in practical tasks that need doing. See, friends, we sometimes 
what people have done with their faith in Jesus Christ. They've spiritualized it and they have super spiritualized it in this, to an extent where they are, no, they are not involved in other people's lives. They don't get involved. They do not get their hands dirty. They actually stay at a distance and they may, might lock themselves up in a room and they might isolate themselves and they're not fulfilling the need. The way that I know my Jesus is Jesus didn't stay in heaven in order to make a difference. No, he left heaven and he came and he got dirty. He became one of us in order to reach all of us. Um, I, I'm going to read this definition of service to you. When people operate in this gift, they will see gaps that need filling and step up to the plate to use the resources available, often their own energy and time, to fill the gaps and help accomplish the desired goal. I love this about people with the gift of service. If they see a gap, they're going to fill it. If they see an area of need, they're going to meet that area of need. And they're going to use, they'll sacrifice greatly in order to make a difference. I know a couple of people like this, especially when they do serve, it brings great satisfaction to them. I'll see them sweating, literally physically, being, being, literally being so exhausted physically, but so revitalized spiritually and emotionally. One, 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 one name that comes, up to, comes to mind is a, is a friend of mine called Ken Davey. He loves acts of service. He loves just serving, and I mean, he, he runs refreshments teams. He's an amazing, he's got the gift of leadership and the gift of serving. And uh, Ken often just spends himself, and I often see him going above and beyond. And he doesn't only serve himself, he inspires others to serve as well. I, I've been in church for, for more than 20 years, friends. I've been full-time in church for more than 20 years. And I, have to, I want to tell you this, the, the unsung sung heroes in churches today worldwide are those that are working behind the scenes, those that are not taking the accolades, those that are not necessarily on the stage, but they are making sure that everything happens. And without them, nothing will happen. I'm thinking right now, as I'm preaching, I've got Lunga right there behind the, 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 the camera, and I've got Ashley working and, and editing, and I've got so many people working on this behind the scenes, serving tirelessly for the glory of God and for the benefit of others. I read this amazing book. Marie and I read it, I think I was 20 years old. So 20 years ago, I read this book by a man called David Cape. He, he, he wrote the book in, and he called it God's Secret to Greatness. And what this man did is he went around serving people. And one of the ways he served them is he would wash their feet. And, and he spoke about going up into Africa and serving those that were in need and, and serving those that didn't have much, but they had in the physical, but they had so much in God. And as I was reading about this man serving, I, my life changed. It was a, there was a deep impact. I, had a, I was deeply moved by this man's testimony. And I'm here to say to you, friends, that, that if you've got the gift of service, we need you. If you've got the gift of service, if, you, if, if, if little things that, that aren't in place frustrate you, you can see gaps. I want to say we need you. The, the world needs you. The gospel, for the gospel to be preached, you are vital. You don't only have to use this gift in the church like David Cape showed us. You can use it beyond the church, in the political arena, in the educational environment, in the medical field. You can use this gift in business. You can use this gift in your family. That's one thing that I love about so many people, some people in our family. You know these people in our family? They'll always be willing to serve and wash the dishes. I, I want to tell you about a friend of mine called Barry Nesbitt, Barry and Lee Nesbitt. They're on eldership with Bruce McAlpine in Johannesburg, South Africa. Now, Barry is an absolute amazing leader, a very uh, successful businessman, 
and, and really someone that I look up to from an integrity point of view, and he's got, he's, he's, got, he's got a great track record. They've got great kids, Barry and Lee. But Barry and Lee taught me this, is that whenever we go and visit someone, before they leave, they quickly go to the kitchen without telling anyone, and they'll start washing the dishes. And that impact, what that impact makes on someone, it says, I didn't come to take, I came to give, I came to add value to you. People that have this gift, friends, are often energized when they live out this gift. The way that you know it's a gift is it energizes you. You actually, it fills your tank when you express the gift. The way that you know it's not your gift, it becomes a labor of love. It's not maybe in your top three, is when you do it, it takes a lot of energy, but then you can go and obviously find the grace that God gives. <laughs> but I mean, often these people don't have to be asked to volunteer. They don't have to be asked and begged. They, they often, they would volunteer themselves. That's the gift of service. The gift of service is powerful. And if you're in that gift, I'm encouraging you to start living it out. Live it out at work. Live it out in your family. Live it out among your friends. And please live it out in your local church. The second gift that I want to talk to you about today is the gift of showing mercy. Now this, I'd like to read a, defini a definition to you of the gift of mercy. Mercy is showing compassion, empathy, and kindness to others, particularly those in need. See, friends, what I love about those that have the gift of mercy is they're always looking for those that are in need. They're always looking to help others, and they're always looking for a way and a place and area to make a difference in this world. A couple that we know in the city of Clarkson that, that we come from, the, this, this amazing couple, Sorrel and Judy Kritzinger, and uh, they're in the medical field professionally, but they're in, the, in, in society, in, in, in the city, and in the nation, they're always looking for opportunities to help those that are in need. They're always looking for opportunities to channel resources in order for others to be uplifted and to be strengthened. And so showing mercy is an amazing, an amazing gift. I believe that these are the people that change our world. These are the people that make a big difference. They're often focused on the need of others and they're definitely not focused on themselves. And so, so of all the seven gifts, most of these seven gifts obviously exist for the glory of, of, of God and the benefit of others. But this one is, is probably the most uh, kind of people-centered gift that there is. And um, I think most people have mistakenly thought that if you are flowing in the gift of showing mercy, some people kind of think, oh, well, that's a weak one, you know, like, are oh, you caring for the poor and you caring for the needy and, and you reaching out? It's probably one of those kind of like, you must be one of those weaker people. <laughs> Friends, this is a big misconception in the world today, thinking that people that are, that are kind of like a little, bit lay, uh, a little bit more compassionate, a little bit more merciful, are weaker in themselves. Now, often these people are super strong, but they are just very kind. They're super strong, but they're very kind. It makes me think these people are often very meek. Jesus was meek. Now, meek, meekness is not weakness. Meekness is strength under control. Meekness is not weakness. It's strength under control. And what was so powerful for me is the fact that these people are often called by God and gifted by God to defend those who cannot defend themselves. They are often strengthened by God to stand up for those that cannot stand up for themselves, they're often called by God and gifted by God and strengthened by God in order to say, I'm going to fight the cause of justice. Those who have been 
been taken, those who have not received justice, we're going to be able to stand for uh, uh, um, the cause of justice. They have a strong sense of, of, of justice. One of the pastors in City on Hill Church in, in, um, in South Africa, Ronke de Jong, is an amazing, an amazing picture of this gift of mercy. He's got both these gifts that I'm talking about, the gift of service and the gift of mercy. Ronke is always adding value everywhere where he goes. But Ronke de Jong is so powerful, friends, in the, in the city that he's a household name almost because he's always willing to help people. And you know, Ronke, when, when COVID-19 came, the beginning of 2020, there was a big need in our country and in our city. And so what Ronke did with a number of business people, because people that have the gift of mercy often have the ability not only to, to, to see the need, but they have the ability to channel resources to the need. And so what Ronke did because of his integrity and because of our partnership with the church and with others in the church, um, Ronke then started reaching out to those that are in need. And hundreds upon hundreds of families started getting food every month because Ronke started connecting. He was, a, he was connecting the right people and meeting the need. And friends, a system was then put in place because people that have the heart of mercy often can be exploited and taken advantage of. But be, uh, advantage of but what Ronke did, Ronke put a system in place in order to make sure that the, 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 the aid and the help goes to those in need. There was a big riot and, a, and, and, and some amazing, like it was a lot of kind of like mayhem that was in, in, in the month of July in South Africa where, where people were looted, where shops were looted and people went without food and people needed help and people needed aid because they, they, they were stripped of all their resources. And Romka literally within two days, friends, made a couple of phone calls and more than seven tons worth of food and non-perishables and, and clothes and, 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 and literally aid for those in need. More than seven tons was collected within two days and Ronke drove that down to KwaZulu-Natal in South Africa in order to minister to those in need. And thousands of people were blessed because of their faithfulness. Ronke then also started a, an initiative that those people that are, that are unemployed, people that are not, they don't, they're not even employable, they're not able to get jobs, they would bring them in with a lady called Nadine Beitendach and they would train them through a course called Work for a Living where they would give them skills and they would give them some values and they, they'd impart into them. And then they, after them getting, doing this course, there's already 70% of those people that have completed that course are now employed and actually have got jobs. It's amazing. What they've also done is they've gone to, to, to hospitals and they realize that some people that are in need often have to go and give birth to someone, to, to, their, to their child in hospital. But by the time they get there, they're, they're needy, they don't have resources and they don't have anything for their baby. And so Ronke them, they, 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 with, with, uh, with Anita Yubad uh, and a whole, whole group of people, they, they, they made these bags for moms that every single time a mom goes into hospital and she doesn't have the resources and she doesn't have what it need, what's needed, she's able to have a bag filled with the, the bare necessities, some of the most important things, you know, after birth, that, that hospital bag. And this mom, and these bags were not made just corporately, these bags were made by individuals in our church and in uh, other believers. And together, they blessed these moms that gave birth to their newborn babies. Friends, I want to tell you that if you have the gift of mercy, you are so needed on the planet today. The need is so great. And the way to show Jesus to people is through showing them mercy. The Bible says that goodness and mercy follows us all the days of our lives. 
as we've received mercy, we can show mercy. I believe that Jesus Christ is the supreme example of showing service, the gift of service, and walking in the gift of mercy. It says in Mark chapter 10, verse 45, it says, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Friends, if you have these gifts, it's, a, it's, it's pouring out your life as a drink offering, like Paul says. Now, you know, if there's ever someone that walked the planet that could say, listen, I'm, I, I don't need to serve, I need to be served. You know, his name is Jesus. He's the King of Kings. He's God in flesh. But yet, here's Jesus. He, the Bible says in Philippians 2, he did not, he did not see equality with God, God as something to be grasped, but yet he humbled himself, becoming one, literally as a servant, he, he became one, uh, with us in, his, in, in death so that, he can, so that we can be one with him in resurrection. It says in Matthew chapter 20, verse 30 to 34, it says two blind men were sitting by the roadside and when they heard that Jesus was going by, they shouted, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. Do you see this? Firstly, Jesus came to serve. Everywhere that Jesus went, he served. Jesus washed his disciples' feet. He served. Everywhere he went, his, his ministry, his life, was characterized by service. And I believe even though service is not my top gift, I believe that because I'm becoming more like Jesus, it means that I'm going to grow in this gift of service. But then not only give, showing not only, only service, also mercy. These two blind men are crying out for mercy. And I'm here to say to you today, if you're far from God and you do not have a relationship with Jesus, I want to encourage you. Will you call out for mercy? Will you say, Jesus, be merciful to me? Because he's gracious, he's compassionate, he's slow to anger, he's abounding in steadfast love. He's always willing to show mercy. Verse 31, the crowd rebuked them and told them to be quiet. But they shouted all the louder, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. Friends, I'm here to say to you that the world doesn't want us to show mercy. The world doesn't want us to receive mercy or to show mercy. Your flesh does, will fight against you showing mercy. Verse 32 says, Jesus stopped and called them. I believe that if you've got the gift of mercy, you need to make time in your life. You need to make margin in your life. You need to have time in your life to stop and show mercy. One of my friends uh, called Eddie Engelbrecht, his wife, him and his wife, Dina, they have a great gift of mercy. And Eddie tells a story about how he did not have money, but he had compassion. And he saw, he saw these guys that were homeless and they didn't have food. And, and he decided he's going to trust God to to give them food but that meant that he had to stop he had to stop some of the things that he was doing at night in order to go and cook and to give food to these people he had to stop he had to take some time out of his day and show mercy Jesus had to stop to show mercy if you've got the gift of mercy and you don't have time you won't be able to live out that gift of mercy it says what do you want me to do for you he asked Lord they answered we want our sight Jesus had compassion on them. Now that, I've underlined it. Jesus had compassion on them. See, mercy without compassion is merely just, I believe, it's just feeling bad for others, but it's not making a difference. Compassion will move you into action. Compassion will move not only your heart, but it will move your hands. He says this, and he touched their eyes. Immediately, they received their sight and they followed him. I believe that if you put your faith in Jesus Christ, this has happened to you. You've experienced him being merciful to you. And now that mercy that you've received, freely you've received, 
You can give that as a, as a, as a Jesus follower. But you, if you're far from God, today, Jesus wants to say this to you. He stopped for you on the cross. He stopped when he gave his life for you so that you can be born again, so that you can be free from sin, that your blindness can be taken away from you and you can see forever. Jesus serves, friends, so that he can show us mercy. He came to serve us, lay down his life so that he can show us mercy. See, I believe that compassion starts with listening rather than dispensing advice. Compassion starts with listening rather than just dispensing advice. See, now often what happens is when we see people in need, we just want to give them advice. But what Jesus does is he asks them, what can I do for you? He listens to them. Compassion starts with listening before dispensing advice rather than dispensing advice. I, I want to say this, friends. Us as a church, every single church is called to be those that serve the community and that show mercy to the community. I'm so grateful that through the COVID-19 pandemic, that City on Hill Church rose up in order to be a blessing to the city. But I'm here to say to you, friends, it doesn't stop there. God wants to break our hearts. God wants you and me to be a vessel of honor. He wants our churches to be vessels of honor. I just love the fact that we've, we've seen people just even through the pandemic see about the need in hospitals. There was these nurses and medical practitioners that were working so hard tirelessly. And I remember some of our, our people going out and just praying in the car park, praying for them, sharing with them. Their hearts moved them to action. The last thing I want to share today, and I love this. I just want to honor Steve Wimble. got this from him. But these gifts, friends, are both dynamite and we need to handle them with care. See, if someone, something is dynamite, if you, have you ever seen a dynamite box? It says, dynamite, handle with care. If you've got the gift of mercy and you've got the gift of acts of service, they are dynamite. They can make a massive difference. We've seen that. But you need to handle it with care. If you don't steward it well, you could burn yourself out. It's, a, it's amazing for me how Jesus, he, 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 in the Gospels, he sends his two disciples to do something for him in Matthew chapter 21. He tells them to go to the next village so that they can go and get a donkey for him so that he can use that donkey to ride into town with this donkey. They needed to bring this donkey to him. Now you might think that's a very menial task. That's a service related task. That's a behind the scenes task. That's not, doesn't seem important. It's probably smelly because donkeys don't smell great. And it could be messy <laughs> because donkeys can mess, right? But uh, I wonder what these two guys were thinking. These two guys must have thought, what is Jesus wanting us to do? And so they'd been with Jesus. They've seen Jesus do supernatural things, so they just trusted him. If you and I are going to serve, we need to serve not for other people's recognition, for people to love on us and to like us and to say, well done. We need to serve because we know Jesus and we know his track record and we're doing it for the audience of one. And so even though they did not understand, they did not understand why would Jesus want them to get donkeys, uh, donkey. They, they did not understand why Jesus would ask them this. But yet they still followed up, followed through to do it. So often when you serve and often when you show mercy, you might not fully understand the big picture, but just be faithful as God calls you. Jesus ends up, the Bible says, he rode on that donkey into Jerusalem. And he was crucified shortly after that. And these guys that brought the donkey that served him did not understand. But this was a fulfilling 
of a prophetic word that was prophesied by the prophet Zechariah. We read about it in Zechariah 9 verse 9, that our king would come gentle and riding on a donkey. He would come in gentle and riding on a donkey. Not like the, like, like the Jews thought. The Jews thought that he's going to come on a horse and he's going to come mighty like a warrior. That's his second coming. That's how he's coming back, riding on a white horse. But the first time he came, he came as a humble servant showing mercy, riding on a donkey. And he wept while they were saying Hosanna because he knew he's humbling himself and he's riding on a donkey, humble donkey, speaking about his humility, riding to his death. He was making a strong political statement that he did not come to be served, but to serve. He says, he says, I am the horse riding conqueror. I will come. But right now I'm the suffering servant. I'm the king of kings and the Lord of lords. These guys, these people, these two guys that went to fetch a donkey, they are part of the prophetic reality of, of, of hundreds of years, thousands of years, a prophetic reality. And that prophetic reality is still changing lives today because it still speaks to you and me today. And these two guys didn't fully understand their service. But friends, their act of service became a way of making Jesus great. Because I believe God's secret to greatness is service. Serving is God's secret to greatness. And as you serve, it's not about you becoming great. It's about you humbling yourself. And then John the Baptist says, I must become less so that he can become greater. Listen to this, friends. I just want to read this quote. Every act of service and every act of mercy is an opportunity for Jesus to be made great. Every opportunity, it's act of service and mercy is to make Jesus great. So this, friends, number one, dynamite. You can make a massive difference. But number two, you need to handle it with care. Uh, Steve Wimble speaks about this mountain and he says if you you got a big mountain and if if you look at a mountain call it table mountain of any big mountain every mountain's got two sides to it the one side is the sunny side and the other side is the dark side the shadow side the one side is where the sun shines the other side is where it's a little bit more darker and every gift works the same it, it's like a mountain it stands tall it's it, it makes a difference it brings glory to God but on the one side it's the bright side it's all the good the impact that you can make, the difference you can make. But if you don't handle with care, there's a dark side. You can overdo it. You can burn out. You can get hurt. You can be taken advantage of. You can get yourself on a hamster, like a hamster wheel. I remember my parents, my dad and mom had this amazing gift of service. And growing up in a home where they were, they were often helping those that were in need and charities and, and even going to serve in prison. But I saw sometimes that it, it took its toll on them. And I believe that God wants us to be very wise in the way that we steward this gift of mercy. Don't do it out of, out of the flesh. Don't do it out of guilt, but be motivated and be spirit-led as you do it. Peter was there when Jesus was riding in on this donkey. Peter was there when he saw how Jesus served and how Jesus showed mercy. And he writes in 1 Peter 4 verse 11, he says, If anyone serves, if you serve, they should do, that, do so with the strength that God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. Listen, friends, when you and I serve, we should not serve in our own strength. When we show mercy, we should not show mercy in our own strength. He says, do it with the strength that God provides, so that God may be praised, not you and I be praised, but that God may, may be praised. There's a right way to serve, and there's a wrong way to serve. 
Wrong way, trusting in yourself, doing it for your benefit and for your recognition, doing it out of your own strength. The right way to serve, by God's strength, with His energy, like Paul says, I'm struggling, I'm serving with His mighty power that works so powerfully within me. Colossians chapter 129, I'm serving with His strength for His glory and for the benefit of others. Friends, if you've hurt, been hurt because you've served and now you don't want to serve anymore, maybe you've been hurt because you helped people and they took advantage of you, you showed mercy. I'm here to say to you, friends, become part of a, a local church, plant yourself in a local church where you can serve in a way that, that's sustainable, where you can be merciful in a way that is sustainable. I want to ask you to do this with the strength that Jesus provides. It's going to fill your tank. Proverbs 11:21 says, He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. Remember what I said at the beginning. If you get the opportunity to live out your gift, it's going to fill your tank. You're going to be strengthened by it. If you're far from God, Jesus humbled himself to come and serve you. And today I want to encourage you to put your faith in Christ. But if you and I are close to God and you've got these gifts, the gifts of service, the gifts of showing mercy, let's serve with the strength that God provides. Let's show mercy cheerfully because the joy of the Lord is our strength. I want to pray for us. God, I want to pray for anyone that's far from you right now as they're watching, that you'll minister to them, touch them and bless them. And may they find a local church where they can be planted and be literally radically on fire for you. But for us that are close to you, Jesus, these gifts that you've given us, Lord, may we, may we really excel in them. May we serve with your strength. And Lord, may we be merciful in a cheerful way with your joy being our strength. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us for today's message. Don't forget to check out our website or visit City on a Hill International on Instagram or Facebook for our updates, celebration times, or ways you can get involved. We are also streaming our message on Facebook Live, so make sure you join us or share the post. Thanks again for checking out our podcast. We'll see you soon.